Baskin Robbins always finds out. That's how winning is done. Are you not entertained? You know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. I know. They're called doctors. Hey, Todd. What's up, Boyd? I think I found what we're going to do, man. Don't keep it a secret. Tell all of us. We're going to talk about what we love. Movies. Yes. I'm your host, Boyd. And I'm your co-host, Todd. Let's call it good catch-up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Good Catch-Up. Todd, are you ready for this one? I'm ready for this. Are you ready for it, Boyd? I was born ready for this one. Boyd, I know you were not born ready for this one. I was there when you were born. You <laughs> no. were not born ready for this. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, you just didn't know it at that time, but I was ready. I was yeah, born and I also ready. don't think I was there when you were born. I'm pretty sure I was like six years old and I was... You were probably a good hour born before I showed up. <laughs> so you um, might have been. So I don't know if we told you guys, but we're brothers um, doing this podcast together. Uh, we live in different states. So Todd's in Arizona. I'm in Utah. We're just doing this podcast together. We both love movies and we both have optimistic views. And we've always like... When we get together, we're like, yeah, let's go watch a movie. And, you know, it's always been Todd and I watching the movies late at night. So It's uh, true. I remember that. Yeah. Even when he wasn't supposed to. When he was like eight years old and I was like, what, 15? Yeah. He'd always find a way to watch the movie with me when it's supposed to be bedtime. Yeah, I'd sneak down the there. Boy, it's very sneaky. Movie. Maybe he was born ready. <laughs> I was born ready for this. But, yeah, we just, we love movies and we love being optimistic, so... Let's see what good we can find in this movie this week. El Dorado. All right, Todd, take it away the with the road plot. to El Dorado. Honestly, this is one of those movies where I just, when I was in high school, I just, this would be a good one to fall asleep to. Okay. It's a film. The good road movie. to El Dorado. It was a good movie. Uh, to give you a little history lesson, back in the 15 and 1600s, there were rumors of a city made of gold. And had riches beyond your wildest dreams. Uh, many during that time went to search for this land called El Dorado. I hope most of you have heard of it. If not, City of Gold. City of Gold. In real life, City of Gold, yes sir. In real life, no one ever found the city. But let's fast forward to the year 2000. DreamWorks had a different idea. So... They made an animated movie on two con artists, Miguel, played by, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, Kenneth Bragna. He's also known as Professor Lockhart from Harry Potter. Most people have probably seen Harry Potter, so they know who I'm talking about. Oh. And Tulio, who's pay, played by Kevin Klein. Okay, at the beginning of this movie, these two con artists are rolling some fake dice with a bunch of people, and they're winning lots and lots of money. And then all of a sudden, at the very end, the guys that they're betting against are out of money. And so one of them pulls out a map. And Miguel, being the optimist, is like, we got to get this map. 
this it shows how to get to El Dorado. We got to get it. And Tulio, being the more of the realist, he's like, no, let's take what we have and we'll go. And eventually Miguel talks Tulio into rolling dice for the map. And the idea changes when the guy's like, no, no, you're going to roll with my dice. They're not loaded here, pretty much is what he's saying. And so they roll and luckily they still win. So they get the map and everything's fine until Tulio goes to get the gold and the loaded dice come falling out, right? And these guys that they're betting against go crazy. And the next thing you know, the cops are after them. The guards are after them. The whole entire city, the mob's after them. Um, So after getting caught cheating, they end up escaping onto a ship. And how they end up getting there is a pretty fun scene in itself. One that I'm sure we'll mention a couple times here in this podcast, in this episode. But they make it onto this ship, which just so happens to be the ship Cortez created and manufactured to go find El Dorado himself. Cortez, so it's a ship. The bad Cortez. Dude. You guys remember the story of Cortez? If you haven't dude. looked it up, he has kind of a cool story. If you look him up, like the history of Cortez, he's pretty impressive. Like it's terrible what he did, but how he did it and how he disobeyed like everybody in Spain to go do it. Is imp- impressive. I don't give him no recognition that like that. Like he destroyed a lot of lives and stuff, but that was pretty, pretty Just, insane what he did. And Miguel and Tulio met him, and they got captured by him and imprisoned. But they miraculously escape Cortez's ship with the help of an unlikely source, which is a horse. I'm a poet. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm a poet. I didn't even yes, know it. That's right. And they make it to some unknown land, like an uncharted land. Now, while on this land, they notice the landscape looking very similar to the map they, they saved. And they start, it's like, you know what? Let's do this. Let's, let's see if this ends up being El Dorado. And they blaze a trail through the jungle and eventually come across a tribe from El Dorado, the city of gold. They made it. And they welcome them in as gods. Right, Boyd? Yeah, they were gods to these people. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine so, showing up to a, a land of gold and and they think that you're a god? Yes, that would be awesome. You're and like, they start sacrificing gold to you because you have no idea what you're doing. You're like, what's going on here? Why are you throwing all this gold into a pit? <laughs> when you watch the movie, you'll realize what happens there. Like They all welcome it as gods. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're doing some sacrifices of gold into a river till Shababa, right? To Shababa. 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 Now, this is a story of these two con artists fully about themselves, didn't care about anybody else but themselves, and how they reacted and how they gained friendships with these natives of El Dorado, and the story of how they, they saved El Dorado from Cortez. The infamous Cortez. Now, if you want to get into depth, watch the movie. I'm not going to go into depth with you. Just wanted to give you that basic plot summary. And also in El Dorado, there seems to be two leaders. One's kind of an evil leader. Um, and one is more of a, a more kind-hearted leader. And when you watch the movie, you'll see how they play a role in the movie. Yeah, one of them is just a, the chief. He's just known as the chief. And the other one is Zekel Khan. Now, that just sounds like a bad guy right there. Zekel Khan. 
Yeah. yeah. He was a bad it's a, dude. It's a, he's a bad dude. Now, with me personally, I don't... I thought this was a great movie. I, I've watched it probably over 20 times myself. What did Easy. the box office have to say? All right. We're going to the box office. And I agree with you. I think this movie's great. Um, but this is what the box office said. All right. The budget for this movie was $95 million. Okay. Okay. And the box office, we're going to break it down a little bit on this one. Um, cause we got domestic and then we got international and then we got worldwide. So this was in theaters and box office for about 91 days. Um, and domestic, they made $51 million in those 91 days and international, they made $25.5 million, which makes the worldwide box office 76.5 million dollars which puts the them at a loss for 18.5 million dollars on that movie ouch yes it's pretty that's a pretty big loss yeah that's 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 why there wasn't a sequel i guess right yeah that's sad but hopefully this hopefully this the right person hears this podcast and is like you know what it it was a good movie we need to make number two. Yes. Thank the City you. of Atlantis. Totally worth something. it. Something. I don't know. <laughs> the City of Atlantis. That's already oh, been made crap. too. They already it? did that. Well, we got to do well, that. Well, we can one. do it again. <laughs> do it again. Cool. The, <laughs> cool. <laughs> the IMDB was 6.9 out of 10. Okay. Not bad. Rotten Tomatoes, 48%. Is that our worst one yet? They didn't like that one. That might be our worst percentage yet. I don't know what Almost Heroes was. That's true. That one was pretty bad too. But the audience scored it a 66%. The audience liked it more than the critics, but... Yeah, that's usually the case. Yeah. But I think we need everyone who listens to this podcast to give this movie another shot. Because it has... I agree. Great... It has a great meaning. It has a, you know, it's entertaining. It's funny. It's, uh, has a, has a good storyline. So I think yeah, everyone and should rewatch it for sure. Again, it's a good duo too. Miguel and Tulio, you know, it's just, they make a good teamwork. They, they, they're, they make a good duo, I guess, in the yeah. week when it comes to it. Next year, um, next year when people start watching this movie and it's a big hit again. Miguel and Tulio, Halloween costume. You're going to see it. <laughs> yes. I agree. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Miguel and Tulio, all <laughs> powerful gods. All right. So here's some random facts. Drum roll, please. Okay. The Road to El Dorado is the third film, third made by DreamWorks behind Ants and the Prince of Egypt. Okay. But what? happens later is beyond unbelief right here and one year later they came out the all famous and beloved shrek so you have the road to el dorado which didn't do so well then all of a sudden a year later shrek happens and that totally just 
puts the Road del Dorado on the back burner for the rest of its creation, I guess. And that's that might be one reason why the Road del Dorado is still just on the back burner because of Shrek and how well it did. Because here's some crazy facts. We'll go back on the Road del Dorado in here in two seconds, but real quick, the four movies of Shrek are the highest grossed movies of all of DreamWorks. One, two, three, four. Kind of cool, random wow. fact. Yeah, that's crazy. That's Here's another fact. El Dorado. <laughs> it is. It's just a bad timing. <laughs> bad timing. <laughs> you came out right after, right before Shrek. Forgotten. He's like the middle-aged child that was forgotten. <laughs> yeah, so sad. If you're a middle-aged child and you're forgotten, forgive me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we, we still love you. We still, yes, it's true. Okay, and then... Here's another fact. Kenneth Bronog. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce his name. I'll just have to call him Lockhart. Professor Lockhart, Harry Potter. That's who it is. Miguel. And Kevin Klein. Does that make sense? Prince, uh, Professor Lockhart. That works for you, right, Boyd? It works for me. Okay. So him and Kevin Klein were actually in the recording booth together, which is rare. Actors usually record their lines alone uh, with someone else filling the other characters. But they filmed together so they could play off each other and banner together. And honestly, I thought it worked out tremendous. Like, I thought they did a great job together. Yeah, now that you There's say some that. funny lines. Yeah, now that you say that, I can definitely tell in the movie that they are really feeding off of each other. That is interesting. Yeah, That's, it's true. And I feel like that probably made their part way better. Because they were just, every time, they were a duo. The whole time, never separated. Ah, uh, there was some angry parts in there where they kind of did separate. So we can't say never separated because they get, they get mad at each other in the movie. It's true. Yeah, but that's true. they made up. They made it up. Maybe. Maybe. Gotta watch it if you haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> they made it up. Just kidding. Maybe. Am I kidding? I don't know. I don't know. Are you kidding? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. So, maybe. Here's another fact for you. This is, goes back to Boyd's box office dealio. If they would have done better in the box office, they would have made a sequel. It was already actually starting to get written up because they assumed that this was going to be a success. They thought this was going to be like what Shrek ended up being pretty much. So they actually already had a sequel all lined up to go, but the flop in the box office stopped that from happening. No. I'm actually very disappointed. I know. I wonder if they're going to bring it back then because they've been doing that. It seems like it's, I, I doubt it. Maybe. I mean, like, Hocus I mean, the last one we did was Dune and the previous Dune from a long time ago flopped, right? They brought it back. Let's bring it back. Let's get a producer on with us and tell them to bring it back. Bring it back. Make it happen. You look at all the shows that come out like 20 years ago, like, let's just say Monsters, Inc. or Incredibles or Finding Nemo, like those types of movies. But then they come out with an, a sequel like 20 years later. And it's awesome. That's true. And know who they should cast for it? What? Who? Chris Pratt and Paul Rudd. Yes. Chris Done. Pratt Chris and Pat. Paul Rudd? Yes. Chris Pratt and Paul Rudd. Already. So Chris Pratt, the Guardians, the Galaxy. You already have Paul the cast Rudd, lined up. Paul Rudd, Ant-Man. Huh? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just give them a call and make it happen. Easy. Huh. Easy. Easy money. <laughs> Let's turn this box office around. 
Yes, sir. Okay, so here's one of the other facts is this film had its troubles with marketing because originally it was going to be more of a crude movie where it was going to be like PG-13, possibly even almost rated R pretty much. And then in the commercials, it showed it as like a kid's movie to where it showed like the some of the comedy and some of the fun little action where it'd be good for kids. So nobody was really sure if it was for adults or for children because originally it was going to be PG-13, but they ended up cutting it back to make it PG. Wow. So That's it's huge. kind of interesting that way. Yeah. That's I mean, a- there are a few parts in there that would keep you second guessing on it could have been PG-13, you know, made it. Just mischievous that way. Tulio over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the romantic. Oh, the, the romantic Tulio. The romantic Tulio. So and here's my Miguel. thoughts. <laughs> Out there kicking the balls around with the kids, getting in trouble as a god. Gods are not supposed to be doing that. You always get in trouble. So if you ever become a god in a far off land, don't go play with the kids. You'll get in trouble. It's just, just how it works. Bask in your gold. Just thank you. Yes. And then build the ship and get out of there. Yeah, that's that's now, the goal. Now, my take on this, I thought the animation was great for its time. The year 2000 the animation. I don't I don't know if anybody could critique the animation as being bad. I thought the dialogue was great. And again, with the soundtrack, I'm becoming a believer in some soundtracks. Crazy story. This soundtrack, one of my favorites, again, Hans Zimmer was part of it and Elton John. Now, you can't go wrong with a Hans Zimmer slash Elton John model of a soundtrack, right? No, you can't. Absolutely not. You just can't. Yeah, I didn't I mean, know I wish that. there I wish there was a little bit more to it cuz I I didn't have the feel of obviously it wasn't like the soundtrack like uh Gladiator or Dune or anything like that, but I thought it was still good for an animated movie. Maybe they could have put more more into it like more songs like Disney does, but I thought it was still good. Yeah. They I did liked a good it. Job. I agree. Okay. With that being said, let's get into the top three countdown, our favorite parts of the movie. Now this one, it was pretty easy for me because there was, there's all, there's like three or four parts that I absolutely loved, 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 loved. So let's get into that. Boyd, number right. three, number three. All right. This part is just kind of a scene. But it's kind of like the whole scene and what it meant kind of thing. So Todd told you before how they come to El Dorado. The El Dorado people think that Miguel and Tulio are gods. Miguel and Tulio kind of plot to get as much gold as they can on a ship and leave and take the gold with them. And at the end, Tulio had a ship full of gold and he was heading and he was about to go. And Miguel decided that he wanted to be part of El Dorado. Like, he fell in love with the place. So he was saying goodbye to his, like, best friend, Tulio. And the fills were happening. You know what I'm saying, Toddy? <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> the fills were happening. You're sad, but also, like, dang, what's going what's gonna to happen? And Cortez at that time was coming, and it was almost able to find El Dorado. It was really close to finding the entrance. So Miguel and Tulio both gave up everything to block the entrance into El Dorado so that Cortez couldn't make it. Um, yes. Oh, man, that 
that was so awesome. Like just the courage and the bravery and like the feels of that part. I loved it. Yeah. It was, it was a feel good part. Like it, it, they became part of that culture. Yeah. And it wasn't all about them anymore. It was about saving those that they, be, they came to respect. And I think at that point, like Tulio, you know, he was taking the money and going, you know, but I think you can tell in the movie where Tulio's, you can see his second guessing himself ish, you know, and he's like, I don't know, man, is this the right thing? But, uh, it's true. And Miguel fully fell in love with the culture and the people there. So that was, yep. that was fun to see. I like that. What's your number that three? Was, that was cool. And actually, my number two plays a role into your number th- number three. So I'll get to that here in a second. Cool. Okay. My number three is a hilarious part. I don't know why it's so funny, but I think it's hilarious. So it's at the beginning of the movie, they just got caught cheating. And Miguel and Tulio, whenever they get in trouble, they always act their way out of it. And it's amazing how they do it every time. So they get caught, the guards are there, <laughs> and they start arguing with each other. Like, he gave me loaded dice. <laughs> and he's like, what? How dare you? And stuff like that. So they go at it, and Miguel grabs a sword from one of the guards. And then Tulio does the same. They start fighting, and there's a pretty good fight going on. And there's a quote in there that's hilarious. So they're starting to fight. And everybody, there's just a crowd around them like, all right, this is a good fight. And one of them's like, you fight like my sister. And the other guy's like, aha, I fought your sister. That's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just keeps going and going. So I've always loved that phrase. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, that was a great part. That's a, to start the movie off like that is just really good. <laughs> and I remember how they escape into the barrels and they, there's a dresser that gets caught onto them so they can't escape. <laughs> One, They get on two. the ship and all of a sudden the, the chest comes up. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And they was like, get out of the barrels, and the, the entire Cortez crew's there just watching them. They like slowly go back into their barrel. <laughs> <laughs> like, back into the barrel. Oh, that's good. Good times. Okay, oh. what's your number two? All right, my number two is okay, so they're in El Dorado, and everyone thinks that they're gods, and they're getting tribute. And the first guy, Zekel Khan. Zekel Khan. He was, his tribu- tribute was a human sacrifice. And they're like, Miguel and Tula are like, no, no, no. Can't do that. The stars, <laughs> they're not aligned. But anyway, that's not my favorite part. My favorite part is uh, the chief guy is like, you want my tribute? Gold to Shibalba? And then Miguel and Tulia are both like, to Shibalba. And they just start <laughs> throwing all the gold off off this cliff into this whirlpool <laughs> they're just in like oh no what are they doing <laughs> they're just looking at all this gold being dumped <laughs> <laughs> anyway that was one of my that was my second favorite part i'd say oh yes. you just gotta look at their looks and one of the gold pans is spinning until you'll lift up his leg and just catches it right before it goes off without even just moving <laughs> just, <laughs> just so depressed down. oh so good all right what's your and name then that that quote was pretty funny too the stars they're not aligned. <laughs> can't, can't do, do it. it. Can't do it. <laughs> you you heard it. The stars, not aligned. Can't do it. Not today. Not today. 
I pass. All right. My number two is going right along with what you mentioned in your third is Miguel's fascination with the natives of El Dorado. I just loved how he came alive and they were supposed to lie low. Like they're supposed to lie low, build a ship, get out of there. But Miguel had different plans. He wanted to go see and be a part of this new culture, this new world that he's never been, never been able to see. And I just, it, honestly, I just love how it's so magical for, for Miguel. It's like a three-year-old going to a playground with a bunch of kids for the very first time. You know, it's just like, it's magical. It's right there. Yeah, and they do such a good job in the movie kind of making it magical. Like, wow, this is beautiful, you know? Even though it's a animation and stuff like that, but you totally see through Miguel's eyes and how he loves it. And he's like... This is wonderful. Yep. That's a good number two. All right. Let's see your number one. Our number ones might be the same. No, they're not because... I'm guessing. No, okay. Your number two was my number one. What? So my number one was Miguel roaming the city of El Dorado and interacting with the people and taking in the beauty. That was my number one. And I don't know what it is about that part. It's just the, a good part. Like, I feel good. Cause Mi- and Mi- the music behind it's feel good. And, and Miguel it's, just good, is, it's a good vibe. It is a good vibe. Miguel is just so optimistic and so happy. Like, his character in the thing, I love his character. Miguel's my favorite character in the movie just because of his optimism. And yes, his, very like, optimistic. Like, when, uh, what's the part? Cortez at the very beginning when he was in the ship <laughs> and Cortez is like you're gonna go on go to the prisons of Cuba and rot and stuff you're, like that you're gonna be flogged and flogged again and sold on the plantations as slaves for the rest of your miserable lives yeah there you go and and Miguel's response to that just terrible um, <laughs> thing was all right Cuba <laughs> with a big old smile on his face <laughs> like you just pumped to go to cuba you didn't That's think right. of any of the bad but it's like it, we'll find a way to escape it's gonna be all right for sure and miguel in this roaming the city of el dorado you can just see like that type of person seeing that like wow this is beautiful and i don't know it makes me think when you look a little bit deeper into the movie and take it into your life it's like and how many beautiful things are in the state of Arizona, you know, and how many things, beautiful things are in Utah that are so easy, easily overlooked, you know? Yeah. Like for example, I've lived here for several years now and my first time ever grown to the, going to the Grand Canyon was like three weeks ago. And that was because one of my brothers talked me into going with him, but it was just such a beautiful thing that I didn't even go to and didn't realize it even existed until I decided to go there. And now that and the, you, you've seen the beauty, you're like, this is incredible. Yeah, and it was like right there at my fingertips, you know? <laughs> Next time you go, you need to play the Eldorado soundtrack with that. Let's do it. That'd, Get a jukebox by my head. The, you'd be really feeling it. <laughs> That's right. All right, well, what's your part? What's your, right, uh, number, I, thought, I thought yours was going to be like the, the sports game where it was like, 10 of these massive natives against Miguel and Tulio at that crazy sports game. Oh, wow. With the, was it the armadillo? I think it was an armadillo. Yeah. yeah. 
that gets involved. But I thought that was going to be one of yours for some reason. You're a big sports fan, so I thought that was going to be it. Yeah. It's not mine either, but I thought that might have been yours. Okay. My number one is another phrase. I love great quotes. And this is a beginning to one like the best song on the movie. So they escape the ship of Cortez and they all thought they're going to die and they just keep going and going. And like, they seriously thought they were dead. And like, my only regret is like that our adventure stopped before it began and stuff, blah, blah, blah. And eventually they made it to land. And this is when Miguel gets excited. He's like, you know what? This is the map. And this is the land we're on. It's, it's, it all matches. Let's go find it. And Tulio's like, no, no. And then he eventually gets talked into it. Miguel is very persuasive, I guess, because Tulio always ends up listening to Miguel. At the end. <laughs> it's true. And the best part is Miguel's like, we'll follow that trail. And Tulio's like, what trail? Miguel then with a sword chopped off some vines with a sword. The trail we blaze and the vines fall. And it's just a massive, solid wall of rock. <laughs> and there's just some quietness there. Like they're both just like, uh. And then Miguel points to a different direction. That trail we blaze. <laughs> and there they go. <laughs> the trail oh, we so blaze. <laughs> that trail we blaze. And then the sweet song comes on as their adventure unfolds to find El Dorado. The road El Dorado is what it was. Oh, so funny. Oh man, that was a great part. Yeah, that's probably the best quote in the movie for sure. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot I of good quotes. I your sister. That's a compliment. That was a pretty good one. That's, and then oh, there's there's quite a few good ones. There's a lot of good ones, but that one I feel like that one is just quoted most. At least it's quoted how, most in our family. How about the quote when they're getting out of the jail when the horse helps them get out? They're like, "Find a pry bar." He's like, this is a horse. He doesn't know what a pry bar is. <laughs> Next thing you know, the keys drop in. He's like, well, it's not a pry bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a pry bar. Oh, man. And then the um, how the horse comes to help him. They're like seducing the horse with an apple. Like, help us. Yeah. And we'll give you this apple. <laughs> and then they throw the apple and the apple ends up going overboard. And the horse jumps. Ah, Yes. And that's how the horse ends up as their like just their third companion on the he's trip. Their stallion, what a stud! He's kind of like the horse entangled. He is. <laughs> he honestly is. <laughs> I wonder if he's the same horse. They're both white. I mean, what if they are? You never know. They do weird stuff they, like that, and that's true. These types of movies. It's true. All right, let's do some rating. Of this right. movie. Dabs of ketchup. How do you feel out of five? How many dabs are you going to give this one? Yeah, I'm going to give it a 4.3. It's a good movie. I really can't critique it very much other than I just can't give it a five. I'm just, it's a great movie, but 4.3 it is for me. How about for you? All right, 4.3. That is a solid number. That's a good rating, I'd say. For me, I put 4.3 as well. Are you serious? Are you for real? 4.3. Like, exactly that. And the reason why I say that is, one, fives are kept for just the best movies. And 4.3 because there is no sequel. When they make a sequel, I'll give it a five. You know what? I was going to say there is no sequel either, which is true. It was sad there was no sequel. The ending was made, I feel, 
to make a good sequel. Like go back to Spain, tell the story, maybe eventually find their way back around, go on a different adventure. Cause they were, they were leaving on a horse, right? Like they're off on their next adventure. Make it happen. Make it happen. I mean, we can do this now where DreamWorks has come a long ways. We're <laughs> Disney now, right? So yeah, let's do it. Do something. Paul Rudd, Chris Pratt, make it happen. Paul you know, Rudd. Five years down the road, three years down the road. Start Heck. tomorrow, you know? Heck, next year. Next year, yeah. 2022. You know what okay, we forgot? This is, what do we forget? What's the conclusion of the best part of the movie? Oh my goodness. Yes, we forgot that. Okay, we are both... I mean, mine was... I'm going to put Miguel... Going around the land, like just having a good time. And that's just like where you knew that Miguel changed his ways. Like it's it was the feel good part. Yeah, I, I could put that. That's I mean that was my number one, so I can't argue with that because honestly, and that the, this this whole podcast about optimism and feel good and good vibes, and if there was any part in any movie that kind of shows that. It's Miguel roaming the city of El Dorado. Yeah, and what makes that part really cool too is he was actually in a fight with Tulio at this time because they were just bickering on what they should do next and they were not getting along at all. So that's when he first started going off and he was all depressed and all of a sudden he starts meeting the natives and his vibe just totally changed. He became this optimistic Miguel again. So just like this podcast is all about good catch-up, just like Boyd said... Like when you're down, get yourself into a good environment, a good situation, watch a good, funny movie and get that optimistic self back. You know, it's just, that's exactly what it is. Like what I was saying. Yeah. I love it. We love smiles. Smiles are contagious. There's, there's too much negativity in this world right now. I feel like too much watching the news and social media, all that stuff is negativity spreads like a wildfire so let's let's try to get the positivity to spread like wildfire and just right let the smiles just shine over this this whole movie is full of good quotes good music and overcoming diversity and just all this stuff so you're looking for a good movie especially good feel good movie you watch it for the first time through and then the next time you watch it it's an easy, you're trying to get rid of anxiety in your life and stuff like that. You just watch this movie and you're able to fall asleep to it calmly. I don't know. That's how it is for me. Yeah, I've, I've fallen asleep to this one countless times. Lots of times. It just, and that's a, even in high school. Like I was a high schooler watching this all the time. And that's saying sure. something. Yeah. No matter the age right now. Like you're, you'd be 10, you could be 50. Watch this show. Watch this movie. Okay. Comment. We're going to post this on Facebook and Instagram. Comment on it. Let us know what you thought of it, your favorite parts, because there's a lot of good parts on it. Uh, Give us ideas on a sequel, who you think would be good at playing Miguel and Tulio and Shell, the lady friend of Tulio, Um, because there's just a lot of things to talk about this movie. Because there has to be a sequel coming out in there the future. I, I just I just feel like it would do very well, personally, with this 
imagination role. It's a perfect, it's a perfect thing for dream world or DreamWorks. You got to do it. Got to do it. All right. This is good catch up and we're out.